Hello, the message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's Favorite House Canada. We pray that as you listen, God's light will flood your heart and transform you forever. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated wherever you are. Hallelujah. You know, before we go into the word, I noticed a testimony came, you know, on the um, YouTube chat. Um, I think it was from Ulubumi. You know, she's thanking God for Johnny Messi. She traveled and she's thanking God for Johnny Messi, you know, back and thanking God for safety. You know, so we celebrate God in your life, Ulubumi. We pray that the God of heaven will continually be with you and continually protect you in the name of Jesus. And he will accept your thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name. Indeed, our God is good. You know, one thing we did this morning during the workers' meeting was to think back and just to appreciate what God has done in our lives. So this week, I want you to just find time to think back. You know, you need to think. It's not just when we have Thanksgiving Sundays and we, we try to inspire ourselves to think back. I want you to constantly reflect on where you are coming from because that will help you in your journey with God. You realize that it is not by your power. You know, God is the one that can lift <laughs> someone from the Mary clay and put them in the seat of kings. You know, we thank God for what God is doing. And I pray that the God that has lifted you will continually lift you in the name of Jesus. Not only will he lift you, he will sustain you. You will continually stay lifted in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So our topic for today is do it right. How many of us remember, we've done this, you know, we, are saying, we said do it right part two. What was do it right part one? What did we talk about? Do it right, part one. You said, God bless you. Fasting. Fasting. It's today that I'm not now giving any price. You just got it quickly. <laughs> fasting. Do it right, part one. We spoke about fasting. How to fast right. Who wants to guess what we're talking about today? What do you think we need to do right? It's only when there's money you respond to something. From just from your heart, because you're a child of God, just say, try. What do you think today can be? It's a four-letter word. It's a four-letter word. Uh-uh. That was good. You guys tried. God bless you. You see why I didn't want to give money? It's too easy to get. <laughs> it's too easy to get. Love. 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 Love right. Love right. God is talking to us today about love, and I believe it's very important, and it's a timely message. And it's, you know, because a lot of times we miss it. We miss it. I see believers kind of triumph in a lot of areas of life as believers, but they struggle in the area of love. And I guess sometimes it's a challenge of foundation. It's the things we have, that were emphasized when we were growing as Christians. It's the kind of teachings we received a lot of times. Because, I don't know, maybe, you know, everyone just assumes that you should love, you know, and... We don't pay attention to it. You don't know how deep and how important loving is to God. You know, for anyone that want to, wants to do a quick study on love, after this teaching, take your time. This week, go read the book of First Corinthians. You know, First Corinthians chapter 13. It will open your eyes to see something. First Corinthians chapter 13. Just take our time. Read First Corinthians 13, 1, maybe 2, read the chapter, just 13 verses. Read it. Read it. And God himself will open your eyes to receive. In the name of Jesus. You know that's the scripture that talks about if I have the gift of prophecy and I have no love, I am nothing but a clashing symbol. So it's telling you that if you have the greatest gifts, you command miracles. People that have no legs, they come to you and God give, they get legs immediately. 
and you have no love, nothing. And then there was a part there that Paul says, when I was a child, I did childish things. What are the things we chase after as believers? You know, before we go there, I felt God wanted me to just open our eyes to this scripture. You know, before we go into love, you know, if I, I would say, live and love right. I have a scripture to teach you how to live. I don't know for some reason why we omit this thing when we sit down together to talk as believers. It seems, my brothers and sisters, that I don't know the kind of doctrine we have now as Christians. It seems that we now live life the way we want to live life. It seems that what we believe is once we give our lives to Christ, we now own our lives, we can live anyhow because you, you just believe you go to heaven so I can do anyhow I want to live. I see people that give their lives to Christ and do the things they used to do as unbelievers and see nothing wrong in it. What am I talking about? People give their life to Christ and live like they are not believers. People give their life to Christ and still fornicate. People give their life to Christ and still masturbate. People give their life to Christ and still lie. People give their life to Christ and still steal. People give their life to Christ and they are still bitter. And the thing is, you know, if I understand that mistakes happen once in a while, but you can't make it a way of living. Quickly, let's open our Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 7 to 10. We need to digest this and understand this. It says, dear children, this was John the beloved speaking. According to scholars, you know, 1 uh, John is one of the books that, you know, every, there's contention on who wrote it, but it's John, we believe it's John the beloved. It says, dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are what? <laughs> Go back again. But dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are what? Even as Christ is what? Okay, let's move on. But when people keep on sinning, what happens to them? But let's go on. Who has been sinning since the beginning? But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Let's move on. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of. Because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now, we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. My question to today is, today is who is your father? Eh? God, answer now. Are you afraid? You're examining your life. I mean, I've been doing nonsense a lot. He's devil my father. He's not your father in Jesus' name. But if there is confusion, they are meant to be made. He says, so now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteousness and does not love other believers does not belong to. What does this scripture do to someone today? Is he opening somebody's heart this morning? He says, so now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers. does not belong to God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You may need to go home and sit down and chew that scripture. Read all the different translations you can. It's the same thing it is saying. It is the same thing. You can live a life and make a practice of sinning. 
You know, we, we, I don't know how many Sundays ago we were talking. I think it was before I traveled. I was talking about sin. How you can't live a life of practicing. You can't keep sinning. And I found out that there's always, why is it always extreme? So there are some people that make a mistake and then guilt starts. They start battling with guilt. And you try to encourage them that, yes, you sin, but come back to God. God will still accept you. You know, sometimes you are not even careful. When they see that God has accepted them, nothing really happened to them. They go back to that practice. You can't be a child of God and practice, continue to live in sin. And guess the thing, it's not by your power. You need to surrender to God to help you to live a life that is above sinning. It's not something one can do by themselves. You know, which is why you have to make deliberate efforts. This is not the teaching of today. But you have to make deliberate efforts. You know the way, when you want to save, right? You need to be deliberate about saving. So when money comes into your account, you take some money away to save, right? It is the same way as a child of God. You have to be deliberate about the things you surround yourself with. There are some of us as believers that you know you don't have self-control. I mean, but God will work on you. We've been learning the fruit of the Spirit that we all have those things. But you, in your own case, don't deceive yourself. I mean, are you, I'm, not, you get, I'm saying you know that's your struggle. Self-control is what you're still praying that God will build in you. That when anything, you are like a chameleon. Any scenario you find yourself, you blend. You know the advice I have for you because of this scripture. Just stay around believers, true believers. Don't even try it. I know people like people that let them get to party today, they forget their children of God. David, one thing I don't know this in this. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not wrong. But I'm not saying, what are you doing it to? Have you heard this latest? What's wrong with you? <laughs> they are just chameleon. You are not a chameleon in Jesus' name. Anywhere. Let them get to where people are smoking. They can smoke more than cheap. They will stay. They cannot just control themselves. Practice of sinning. Those who make a practice of sinning do not belong to God. We all belong to God. What does that mean? We will not make our lives. You know, and the thing about sin is sin does not even help, it destroys. In the name of Jesus, we are going to begin to live above sin. Because if we don't even tackle that aspect, then how do we even start to talk about what we are talking about? To loving right. God will help us in Jesus' name. Let's quickly move to the teaching of today. You know, the, before we go, sorry, I, I wanted to just explain something. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22, just to buttress what I said earlier. It says, abstain from every form of evil. Withdraw and keep away from it. So this is for the people I was talking. In fact, it's for every one of us. The Bible says that he that thinks he stands, let him take it lest he fall. Be careful. You need to be deliberate with the help of God. What are the situations? I shared with you guys one time that I left the company because that company was toxic. I could not just be a believer in that company. It was tough. But when I get in the cubicle around me, the kind of thing they will say, I won't know when I will fall into the conversation. Even the kind of anger now, they don't used to anger like responsible human being in the afternoon. They can't just say, let's go for lunch. No, let's go to the bar. And you, as a, a lot of times I'll go there. And that time I was just beginning to get serious with my work with God. I'll be saying, God, don't let anybody from the church see me. Anybody that is my friend. One day I now went, went to the bar. And I was one of my brothers in church. Me and the brother said, my brother, the things we have to do for job. I had to leave. It was not the right environment. It was not. So what are the moves? Are there 
We'll talk about it another day. But are there, <laughs> are there relationships you need to cut off? If you cut off relationship for the sake of Christ, it's good. Isn't not Jesus that said, if you cut out, cut off your hand, if you hand to take it to hell. If there are relationships you need to cut off, they are not. When those families, when you anger with them, your spirit drops, your spirit man is killed, is depressed. Watch it. God will help us in the name of Jesus. First John chapter 3, verse 11. To start this teaching on love, it says, The beautiful message you've heard right from the start is that we should walk in self-sacrificing love towards one another. Walk in self-sacrificing love towards one another. That's First John chapter 3, verse 11. Now, basically, the way I'm going to teach this message today, the way the Spirit of God wants us to learn it, is questions. I'm going to ask us questions, and we are going to answer the question together. So, I'll ask you a question, we'll read the scriptures, then you will answer the question. So, we are going to be teaching together. Hallelujah. The first question is, who should we love? Before, I, before we go to the scriptures, you need to answer me. Let's first try. Who should we love? What do you mean by everybody? That's generic. What do you mean by everybody? Eh? Eh? I mean, okay, give me one answer first. Eh? Eh? No, you, you, are, you are not. You have to be specific. Your neighbor? Yes, go on. I'm trying to go into YouTube now to go and see. Yes, what are we loving? Yes, go on. Who are, who are you loving? Uh -huh. Who else? Mm -hmm. Who else? Who else? Eh? Is that pagan? Uh -huh. Abacha <laughs> is dead. <laughs> okay, let's open our Bibles quickly to the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 to 48. Matthew 5, 3 to 48. So let's go on. What does it say? Let's read together. Your ancestors have also been taught, love your neighbors and hate the ones who hate you. Who is speaking here? Do you know who is speaking? Jesus is speaking. So let's go on. However, I say to you, love your enemy. Bless the one who causes you. Do something wonderful for the one who hates you. And respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. Go on. For what? For that we reveal your identity as children of your heavenly father. What will reveal your identity? Is it miracles that will indeed reveal your identity? Is it the power you carry that will reveal your identity? What will reveal your identity? Okay, let's go on. It is what? Kind to all by bringing the sunrise and warm and rainfall to refresh whether a person, it, whether a person does what is good or evil. Okay. What reward do you deserve if you only love the lovable? <laughs> if you only love the lovable, don't even the tax collectors do that. The tax collectors in those days must have been wicked. Jesus kept using them as bad example. Let's go on. How are you dif any different from others if you limit your kindness to only to your friends? Don't even the ungodly do that. Go on. Since you are children of a perfect father in heaven, you are to be perfect like him. So my question is, who are we to love? Everybody. You got it right. Everybody. But I wanted you to understand that everybody. It means you have to love your enemies. It means you have to love those that persecute you. That's why you see Paul in the scriptures. Even though they were under Roman, you know, they were under Roman bondage. The Romans were ruling them. He says, submit to authority. Pay your taxes to them. Can you imagine that? 
So a lot of people thought Paul was speaking in the future. I was talking about then. Okay, you have a question. Go on. What kind of love do you show your enemies? Okay, so someone does ask the question, what kind of love do you show your enemies? Is agape love. It's the kind of love by choice. So if you have an opportunity to do good for them, you do it. Irrespective of what they've done to you. Yes. There's no limit. Are you afraid? That's the scripture. Okay, you have, go on, please. I, I think it's, it's um, easier said. I know. And somewhat controversial because let's let's use a lifelike example okay you leave church now and yes god forbid this happens to anyone someone hits you yes right and maybe your altercation starts and he points a gun at you mm-hmm. and you two you're heated like why you hit me what, what are you doing mm-hmm. how do you love someone like that? <laughs> so that's why it's not an emotional love you can't love them emotionally but by choice it's by choice it's you, when you're in a position to do something to help the person, like, okay, something happens, they now maybe press charges or whatever, and all, everything is going on, and the person comes to beg or whatever. Or, let's say, for instance, the person, of course, law must take his route, the person is taken to prison, and you just feel like one day, or the person now sends for you and calls you to say, I'm so sorry about what I did, but I have a child that is alone. I don't know if you can just be helping me check on my child once a month or something. What will you do? <laughs> but you guys, let's, let Jesus be our example. Jesus, look at it. You know, when I was doing this study, I thought, hey, what you were struggling with, I also kind of struggled with it. I said, Jesus. In fact, it, 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 it struck a chord in me. I said, Jesus, the people that spat on Jesus, they whipped Jesus. They put crown of thorns on his head. I said, if I'm the one, God knows why I'm not Jesus. I, I can't even be, I, God, that's why he's my father. I, that's why I love him. I can't be him. I mean, I'm trying to be like him, but if I was the one, I, after God now takes me, I will not say, God, please give me permission. To just deal a little, not wicked. Because Jesus was human. He, he was human, no? He was not a spirit and he felt the pain. Someone that's not brushed their teeth for how many days, they will spit on him. And it's not normal spirit, or you know the kind of spit. God bless you. They will whip you, say nonsense about you. In everything, Jesus still said, Father, forgive them. He didn't need to have said that. I don't, I don't think that was part of the plan. Do you understand what I'm saying? Did he need to have said that? If Jesus did not say that, I said it's finished, he will still be finished, he will forgive everybody. He will move on. But Jesus said, Father, he's showing us an example. He's why the Father forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. That is love, my brother. And it's God that helps somebody. Okay, you do, you have questions. This love always brings questions. Go on. What happens when, let's say you've lived 40 years on earth, and your whole life, this particular person, mm. um, physically, spiritually, is just um, heavy on your case. Mm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and it's someone you know, someone you like. You. It could be. It could be. Um, it could be a coworker. It could mm-hmm. be. It could be your cousin. It could okay. be. Your, it could, it could even be. I mean, not my parents, but it could be your parents. It could mm. be your immediate family member. Mm. Um, and you can see that like, you guys don't even talk. You okay. can't even talk to them. Like, mm. You can't even... Um, 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 you haven't seen each other in a long time. Okay. Where they are they, is, is, is a constant battle. It's, mm. um, 
like you said, it's easier said than done. Mm. And you try to, you know, um, you try to reach out sometimes, mm-hmm. and even you're reaching out. Results in, they don't, yeah, yeah you've uh, tried, uh, go on. Well, so, uh, so how do you love such a person? How do you just keep on, keep on, keep on? At some point, um, I'm looking at it from, I know we have, you know, Jesus factor in us. Mm. It, it, it's, at, as a human being, at some point, you get exhausted. Yeah. You get tired. Yeah. You know what? If this person wants to keep doing this, I don't just, it's okay for you to say you want to keep your distance. It doesn't but in matter. in the back of your mind, you know mm-hmm. that, okay, I'm, I really love this person. Like, if something were to happen to That's me, what I'm saying. It's not emotional. So you're not going to meet them and go and be staying with them and be saying, like, love me, love me. No. You live your life. But there will be a... T- see, I can tell you. Actually, for people to antagonize you, as a child of God, if you let them go, there will be a time they will be at your mercy. I'm telling you. I can. I mean, I've experienced it too much. It is my short life. People, let's say at work. I had someone that antagonized me at work and she became at my mercy. I don't want to talk about it because we are online. But she was at my mercy. She needed something. A child would have been in trouble and I helped her. That's what I'm talking about. I had the choice to say never. If I'm one of my colleagues come here, I said, how can you? Hey, she called you. Don't accept it. I said, why? I won't. That's what I mean. That's the kind of love I'm talking about. It's choice. It's not emotional. You cannot. If it's emotional, none of us, we are all finished. We are in trouble. Because God forgive himself in the church. There's nobody that even wants to love themselves. You have to be careful. That nonsense has to stop. In this one, in this church, we love ourselves though. So if you are coming here and you are looking at somebody that this one, hmm, don't bring that nonsense. We don't do that here. By the grace of God, we don't do that here. By God's grace. We love ourselves genuinely. And that's why the Spirit of God can move by his movement. The moment you begin to have strife, seeds of discord, those things in that the Spirit of God. And I will not accept it. I will not allow it. The job and the, the, and the purpose of this mission is change lives. If there is discord, if there is strife, if there is bitterness, it in that change lives. So we don't tolerate it. We will not accept it. In the name of Jesus. We will cast that spirit out. If you want to go with the spirit, the spirit will follow you. Hallelujah. So let me just show you, back to what you said. Let me just show you an example of Jesus. Then we'll move on. Luke chapter 9, verse 56 to 54 to 56. Let's quickly look at it. Now let me give you a background. Jesus was about to go to Jerusalem. His time was about to come. He now said he wanted to go to Samaria to spend, uh, Samaria to spend some time. Now when the disciples got to the village, they went ahead of Jesus to go and prepare the place for him. The Samaritan said they can't come in. That he's going to Jerusalem, he cannot come into their town. So let's see what happened. It says, and when these disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, without that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did. That's talking about Elijah. Like, how can they, how can, they did people not allow the God of the, the Son of God to enter their village. Let's call down fire. Let them see that God, the God himself is a powerful God. But the Bible says, But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. And they went to another. I mean, another town, I guess. Hallelujah. Ye know what manner of spirit you are. Don't you know the kind of spirit you carry? Jesus is love. <laughs> Imagine Jesus was the one that was passing and those children were saying, bald-headed man, bald-headed Jesus. Something like, Will Jesus command lions to attack them? No. Are you understanding me? The spirits are different. Jesus is about love. And that is what he did by dying. And he expects us to do the same to our brothers. So people will mess up. 
People will do wrong. The Spirit of God is the one that I cannot take the glory for what I did for that person. I cannot. It was the Spirit of God that helped me. I will tell you the truth. My normal nature, human physical nature, I will even pick the call. That's my normal nature. But the more you work with the Spirit of God, the more it changes you as a person. I don't even remember those things. See the funny thing now, we're talking about forgiveness in Bible study. I cracked my head to remember someone that offended me. I didn't even remember that case. That's what God does for us. So, see, and the more you, once you forgive and you let them be, you leave God to do the dealing. Let them come against you. God will deal with them. So now that you're seeing that, Jesus, how can you, but my question is, how can you say, how can Jesus say, love your enemies? And then we pray for our enemies to die. So, is there something wrong in that? Are you getting me? Are you not seeing that there is a, Jesus, are we praying from the side of Jesus? <laughs> you have another question. Ask it. But then again, people say, um, we're not praying. I know. You say, I'm not praying for the president. You are praying for the spirit. Which spirit? It's a lie. It's a lie. Everybody that's prayed that prayer of, let my enemy die. Who are you thinking of? Is that person? Do you even know the description of their spirit? Most people, I'm telling you, most people, they would have pictured someone in their head. <laughs> die, die. They will not go to home. They will see the person is striving, even gymming, jogging. <laughs> they will say, God, where are you? <laughs> God has something he wants to do with the life. God wants all sinners to repent. So the earlier you realize the agenda of God, the easier your life will be. That person that is wicked, that is a witch, that is a wizard, eh? God wants them to repent and come to him. <laughs> but guess the thing but you are shielded the Bible says I will give my angels special orders to protect you when the guy tries to send fire to you and the fire comes and burns his child <laughs> he won't touch you so why are you focusing yes why must you pay die pay why must people die how do you why must people die not everybody has to die why are you even praying prayer that people should die? Don't pray that prayer. Pray that people should come to the knowledge of the truth. <laughs> As children of God, we are not to be killing people. You have the power. That's the truth. See, the thing is, you have the power. But, but you, you know, the funny thing is, we don't know God's agenda. That person that is a terrible person. God may have wanted the person to go through those things so that he would change the person and use the person to minister to people in that same situation. So someone is an area boy, a terrible one. And God is watching now under you. I'm going to get you and I'm going to use you to turn the lives around. A lot of times, God doesn't... God uses people that have... I don't know if you notice. Look at great men of God. Their past were not the best. Hey, they're now bought naked. People like that. It's using them to reach so that when they go and preach to rebels, people like them, they will, they will be like, wow, this is different. They will listen. So imagine you now go and kill the person. Who will now take the... You have, Alter the, uh, the agenda of God. Eh? God will send you to those people. <laughs> ah, Holy Spirit, help us in Jesus' name. So we understand. Who should we love? Everybody. Of course, we have to love God. That's foundation. That's but today we are the focus of our love is ourselves, others, enemies, friends, everybody. Love them. But I guess where, where this challenge is coming from is that we don't know the meaning of this love. We are going to get there. So maybe I should have, but the Spirit of God wanted me to take it another way. I should have explained what love means first. You get, but we'll get there. So let's go to the question, second question now. How do we show this love? 
There are just three questions. How do we show this love? Spirit of God, remind me that there's an example I wanted to give us. Okay, but let's move on. The Bible okay, how do we show the love? I'm asking you. How do you show the love? How? Okay. Okay, this one is a very broad answer. So there are too many answers to but I'm going to take us quickly. But so my question is: do we show this love by just talking and saying, No, we love people, I love my enemies? Keep confessing it. Is that how you show the love? You said what? Pastor Demola Lauda. Mm-hmm. When I was hungry, did you feed me? When I needed uh, clothes, did you clothe me? God bless you. You know, and this is to our neighbors, people around us, people we don't even know. Yes, not somebody we are expecting. You mentioned a word before that initially. Uh, Starting with A. Action. 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 God bless you. Thank you so much, sir. Action. Thank you so much for that. Now let's open our Bibles to the book of First John, chapter three, fourteen to nineteen. Let's look at how do we show this love. The Bible says in the book of 1 John 3, 14 to 19, if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But the person who has no love is what? Is still dead. Go on. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer. Is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. Go on. So meaning someone that hates his brother and sister does not have eternal life within them. Have you seen the power of love? Are you seeing that? Did you connect it? Go back, Pastor Tayo, please. CMM. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. So what does that mean? Anyone that hates a brother or sister doesn't have eternal life within them. Meaning you can't be a child of God and hate someone. Are there people you hate in life? They've done evil. They deserve it. You can't hate them. You need to stop today. You're a killer. I'm not the one that said it. The scripture said it. The scripture said it. I didn't say it. Anyone that hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. Now let's go on. Move to the second part of that. We know what real love is. Because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we ought also, so we also ought to give up our lives. Wow. For our brothers and sisters. Okay, let's go on. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Are you seeing the things that God is aware of? When that person comes to me to my brother, please, I, I just need transport. This just say all, all these people say I don't have anything. Let me pray for you, <laughs> dear children. Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Pastor, yes, go on. I need one million dollars. <laughs> I need you to give me. Are you hungry? <laughs> you see your see your see. see. <laughs> we need action. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, may God help us. We need to show that we love others by our actions. We can't just say it with our mouth. 
What does that mean in your circle? You know, the funny thing is some of us, the problem we have big issue. You know where our big issue is? The first one, the one your immediate family, you don't love your wife and your children. You know, I'm not saying wife does not love husband and children. Those ones come not natural. To women, they always love. They are love people. But as a man, or a man, you don't love your wife. That's the way. Where do you even start from with you? God will deliver you in the name of Jesus. What's he saying? How do we show love? Action. So my question is, how do you love? By showing action. What are the things that we can do to show love to people around us? We have to be deliberate. We cannot leave it to chance because every day is going to be a test of do, are you loving? Are you someone that loves or not? You are going to have experiences every day. And I want to beg you guys. Imagine how many adults are in this church. I don't know, but let's say adults and children were about 100, almost 100, thereabouts. Imagine we're all going to the world, even in London, just London, and we are showing love. And we are loving people. And we are doing kind things. That there will be effect, trust me. It will have an effect. I'm not joking. We have, we have many enough to create an effect. What do I mean? Let me paint. You know, I keep begging us as believers. You go to a restaurant. You know, I keep using this example. It's because you need to think of how Jesus will be. You go to a restaurant, you order something, the waiter brings the wrong thing. How do you react? Do you yell and say, you don't know what you are doing? That is wickedness. Let my lips clear. That is wickedness. You are not a child of God. Why must you yell at the person? Do you know what the person has been through? Do you know what their life has been? Do you know that they are touch shift that day? You are a child of God and you say, what rubbish is this? I'm even tired of this restaurant. That is unchristian-like. You are not a child of God. I'm sorry. I'm reading, telling you what scripture says. That is not fair. How can you even feel comfortable doing that? And the person turns red and starts crying. Are you okay? I'm, if I'm in that restaurant, I'll walk you out. I'm not joking. If you do that near me, I'll walk you out. That's wickedness. We are children of light. We should spread light into the world. The person, it has happened to me. So I'm not saying, I don't know what I'm saying. And I'm like, oh, he's saying to brother, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I've, I've just had a very long anecdote. I said, I understand. Don't worry. I'll just take this. He said, no, let me go bring something else. And she went to bring something else. And I said, are you okay? When I was going, I left her a good tip. Because I know I've been, I know what it is. I've done three jobs. I know how it is. So who are you? Where are you coming from? You have all struggled. But now you feel because God has lifted you, you talk to people anyhow. No! That stops now. Your job as a Christian is to make others happy. It's to shine the light of God and encourage other people. We should go to a place where someone is under pressure and the person should feel lifted. We shouldn't add to the pressure. You can't do that as a child of God. You tell people, so you go to a store and the person does something wrong. No, just, just be kind. That's kindness. That's kindness. Kindness is saying, oh, that, oh, this thing was wrong. And the person says, oh, I'm so sorry. This, and then you resolve it. Why must the person get in trouble? How many of you have cost other people their jobs? It's not right. I'm telling you. If I don't tell you the truth, I'm not teaching the truth. It is not right. Let's start with those basic things. If, how can you even start showing love if, to people that are vulnerable, people that are serving you? They are under pressure around you as a child of God. 
May God help us. In the name of Jesus. Okay, so let's look at what love is. What is love? And how do we love? We are going to be looking at the definition of love. This is the final one. From the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3 to 7. 1 Corinthians 13, 3 to 7. So I'm going to first start with verse 3, you know, so that we have a background. It says, if I give, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrifice my body, I could boast about it. But if I don't love others, I would have gained nothing. If I don't love others, what did Jesus go, tell that rich man that came to meet him that says, I've done everything? What did Jesus told him what he should do? And Jesus man says, go, What did Jesus say? Go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor. That should let you know how powerful this action is. But the Bible is telling us that even if you do that and you don't love others, that's telling you the power of love. Now let's look at this love. What is love? So this scripture defines love. It goes on to say, love is patient and kind. We are going to stop there. Love, this is the definition of love, patient and kind. What does it mean to be patient? <laughs> you know, let's relate this thing to our daily life. So this word is not just for you to hear and pass into one year and go out. What does patience mean? Are you patient with people? What does kindness, do you know what kindness means? Can people look at your life and say you're a kind person? Do you know what kindness means? Let's go and study the words. A lot of us, in, if we have the idea in English, we have a little idea, but go and read the dictionary. So it will break it down. What is kindness? What is kindness? If you're a kind person, when you go into a place, people will feel it that you're a kind person. As believers, let's, let it be like anywhere we go. Let people know that there are different sets of people. That anytime they come here, they're just different. They're different. You can relate to people in love. Don't put people under pressure. In your daily lives, in the things you do, your vendors, your subordinates at work, how do they feel about you? I mean, people, you know when you, were, when you started working, do you know how you felt? Remember, we need to always remember. Remember how you were hoping that you have a good boss. Now God has made you a boss. What kind of boss are you? Are you going to be like that servant that was owing the master and the master forgave his big debt and he left and saw another fellow servant owing him something small and he threw him in the jail? That's what a lot of us behave like. When you were coming up, you were hoping that you will have a God-fearing master, a God-fearing boss, someone that will love you, someone that will be patient with you. Then you, God now lifted you to become a boss and you become a terrorist. And then you begin to find different sayings, different things strategic things, words, or different words of wisdom to, quote and unquote, to back up your wickedness. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Love, 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 love. The second one says, love is not jealous or boastful or proud. Love is not jealous. Listen to me. I believe in this place that God, God is helping us. But one thing I want to encourage everybody, those that are new, those that, be, those that be members, in this place, we're always getting lifted all the time. Every season. Someone will always be lifted. I, I'm, I'm letting you know. Someone will always be lifted constantly. We'll always be having people that are lifted. 
So how do you deal with not getting jealous? How do you manage it? <laughs> you know, some people say, I tap this your blessing. That tapping, is, there's some jealousy in the mix of it. Some, I'm still, I'm saying some. Some people, that word they are saying, it, something, what I'm telling you is that you need to go into your mind. I know why you are saying what you are saying. It's good to tap. No, there's no issue with it. But why are you saying you tap? Are you really just genuinely saying, oh, you tap? You are saying, ah, this person. Or when somebody's blessed, you say, ah, eh, what's it now? What was their own? I've seen, I've seen, of course, not in this place, by the grace why I'm happy about this place. What other places? That's the word they used to say. People that say that, well, God will deliver you. Kene. You don't understand that word. I will explain to you later. You know that uh, word, like kidney. You are, you are a silly human being. I mean, if you are that kind of person, stop that nonsense. If God blesses somebody, appreciate it. Kidney. What's that? People do that. Oh, you don't know the, I will explain to you later. Kidney. That thing. It means like what? Like, so you say, okay, oh, God has blessed, but let's go and dedicate the kidney. That's jealousy. That's not okay. It's not right. May God help us in the name of Jesus. You have to check your motives as a believer. If there is jealousy in it, be careful. You can claim, you can want to be, of course, we are meant to tap into other people's blessings. We are meant to be lifted by testimonies of others. But just be careful that jealousy doesn't come in. God will always do your own. I've seen it. Trust me. God will do your own. So when God does for another person, rejoice with a pure heart. You are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. God gives another person the fruit of the womb. Rejoice. Yours will come. Confirmed. Guaranteed. Sealed and delivered. It will come. He said, love is not boastful or proud. You know, the Bible says that God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Thank God for the testimonies we have. You can see that they are genuine from the earth. I've been, I've been in circles where, ah, mm, mm, the testimony, mm, mm, God will help us. I don't want to talk too much, but that testimony, hmm. The way they would say like they are directing to somebody. Some people thought we will not make it. <laughs> some people, they have looked at the woman, they are looking at them. I mean, in the church of God, it happens. Why? What's the purpose of that testimony? <laughs> but I know that we just want to thank God. Because the Bible says we overcame the devil by the blood of Lamb. Already, what's about testimony? So, I mean, let's just be conscious about not being boastful and proud. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Let's move on. It says, love does not demand its own way. Wow. Wow. Do you know what this means? Do you know what? Love does not demand its own way. Most of people are, it's my way or the highway. Everything has to be done my way. Do you listen to the voice? Do you even listen to other people? There are some people that once they are going the particular way, irrespective of what everybody says, because they said they want to go that way. Whether they see it, you know, there's a man I worked with, a great man, responsible man in Nigeria, and the man at this saying, he says, when the facts change, I change. So my, my question is, that going your own way, what's the reason behind it? Love. Voice of reason. Love does not always demand its own way. When you hear the facts of the matter, you can change. I say, oh, okay, sorry. Do you know how to say sorry? You know, these words don't cost anything. No. You know, a few things don't cost anything. Compliments and sorry. They don't cost anything. Some people struggle with compliments. And have you had teachers that they will say, you did, you will do an exam, you get 100, 100, but they'll give you 96%. How many of you know? You got 10 over 10 in your exam. 
and they will give you 96%. They'll say, nobody, nobody is perfect. That's wickedness. If you are like that, God will forgive you. Someone has done everything and met all the matrix. I still say, nobody is perfect. What's that? Some people, you, you know, now, another challenge. I'm giving us one challenge I've said now is let's go and show love. Another thing is, as we go into this week, because we want to shine light into other people's lives, we are going to be complimenting people. Let's be deliberate. Put a smile on someone's face. COVID is disturbing people. People are sad. So it's someone on the street. Oh my God, you're looking so good. And be careful when you say, what's, what's all this now? It's the person that you are close to. No, why, why must we have? Why? What's there? <laughs> yes. I mean, those people you know at work, you see the person, oh, I like your shoes. If, if you like the shoes, the shoes are okay. I'm not saying the shoes are bad. Don't go and say it's a lie. But if it's okay, don't say, oh, nice shoes. I like the way they fit. They'll be happy. Don't you feel good when they compliment you? Just try. It doesn't cost you. Thank you for what you did last week. You are really a very nice person. Just make someone happy. You can even call your boss and say, thanks for how you've helped me since I joined this organization. I just had time to reflect and I'm really grateful for all you've done. Just make someone feel good. Let's try. Let's try. That's love. Being deliberate about helping other people, about making other people have better days. Your spouse too, start with that in your house. Oh, you look good today. You know? But be careful in the midst of it. I mean, use wisdom. You know? You have to know the kind of compliments. I've entered trouble a couple of times in my life where a lady, I thought she was pregnant. I said, wow, the pregnancy looks good on you. And she was not pregnant. So, you know, so that's what the words you use when you are giving your, you understand? But what I'm saying is, be deliberate. God will give you wisdom. Make somebody happy. And God will help you in the name of Jesus. God will help you in the name of Jesus. We are rounding up. Love is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. You know, there was a teaching we did in one of our Bible studies, and we read the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. And I remember brooding over that scripture. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, you are always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourselves with virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others, and be compassionate, showing kindness to all. Be gentle, humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. What God is saying to us is be unoffendable. Be unoffendable. It's part of being not irritable and keeping no records of wrong. Some of us know how to keep records of wrong. In the name of Jesus, today you begin to forget. You begin to delete those records. Three weeks ago, in 2020, 18th, on the 2nd of August, by 3 p.m. in the afternoon, very sunny afternoon, it was about to rain, it was this, you did this to me. Terrible. Yes, you can't do that. It keeps no record of wrongs. God will help you to delete those records in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, quickly to round up, there are just two more. It says, love, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Wins out. It says, love never gives up. You don't give up on people. That's love. Yeah, I know there are people in our lives that are toxic. Yes, even though you are far away from them, but you are still praying, God, save that person. That's love. You don't give up. Nobody's beyond redemption. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. Even in your life, situations you go through, sometimes you give up on God. No. <laughs> One of the things that, you know, makes God unhappy is lack of trust from his children. That's what happened with the children of Israel when they were meant to enter the promised land the first time. So a lot of times when we give up on God, 
It's kind of feeling we don't love God. Kind of. It is. In fact, that's what it is. Because if you don't trust him, then you don't love him. If you make someone, do you make someone that you love feel bad? No. It never gives up. It never gives up on people. It never gives up on God. It never gives up on oneself. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Love. That's love. I pray in the name of Jesus that from today, God will begin to build love in our hearts. You know, while I was teaching earlier, I mentioned something that one of the things we enjoy as a church, see, there is someone I respect so much in Christ. God has used this person mightily. This person is, in fact, one of the mouthpieces of God in our generation and in this time. The person visited and told me and called me aside and said, there's something I've seen in your place. It's love. You guys have love. And as long as you sustain that love, the Spirit will keep moving freely. So the things we enjoy as a people, the testimonies they share, the fact that God is blessing us with jobs, the fact that God is blessing us with houses, with businesses, it's not common. But we are enjoying it because we love one another. That love has been there from time. And that love will not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Now listen to me. There are a few things we've done that I guess I did not put, I did not explain and put um, I didn't give everyone the, proper, the full guidelines. You know, because I need to let you know something. God is more concerned about your soul. I've told you before, than your prosperity. He's more concerned about your soul than your blessings, than your lifting, than your, all the, everything you want. Your soul is vital to God. And that is the same with me. I mean, I was thinking, because I have, now let me explain something. I have a couple of things on my table. There was a business seminar we did, Amazon seminar we did. We taught people about Amazon. We all started the business. I'm aware they have been, because I have a couple of things I'm dealing with. There are some people that maybe don't understand the issue with the business, the, the way you run the, the ethics of the business. And I've received a few complaints. And I'm going to handle it today. Because I want to, if I, when I received the complaints, I was so upset. And I was going to stop, suspend every business seminar in this church. I said I was not going to teach anything again. I'm not teaching anything about business. If that is going to cause there to be rancor. If that is going to create any form of seed of discord, I don't want a situation where you come to church and you can't greet yourselves properly. Never. Not yet. So if it means that everybody will stay with their work and be doing their normality, the one you've learned is okay. But why should we do that? Do you know how many opportunities God is bringing? Hey, do you know what? I mean, this is just a scratch. We're just starting. What makes us strive together is love. So if there's anything that threatens love, I'll stop it. I won't do it. Uh, uh, I would rather make sure you go to heaven and you're happy and the Spirit of God is moving within us than for you to be blessed and have money. Hey, the money, the salary you're in, is it not okay? So why should you do business? Is it by force to do business? So if business is going to bring issues, I'll stop it. And I mean it. But I felt the Spirit of God saying, you know what, I should tread carefully. So I'm going to have a meeting after this service. Immediately after service, we are all, everybody that sells on Amazon, everybody that sells on Amazon, you are going to meet me on Google Meet. Everybody, and those that want to open accounts, please meet me on Google Meet. I need to explain some things. Now, I've not done Amazon 101 or 102, I mean 101, since all this while for the new set of people because I need to trash some things out first. You know, so please, let's meet. Let's, I need to explain some things to us. I'm assuming we did not know. Maybe I didn't spell it out at the beginning. So let me explain it. Because the love we share together cannot be destroyed. I cannot have that happen. As the leader of this church, as the pastor of this church, yes, God is blessing us. That's good. God has blessed the love of us. We have our sins. We have all that. That's okay. If we don't, if we are where we are and we are just getting promoted, well, that's fine. I mean, if it's going to affect, if you're moving into other lines, it's going to be causing people to be jamming. Never. I will not take it. I will not. 
So whatever it is, we are going to crush it by the grace of God. We are going to move forward. God is love. And we are thriving in love. And we will continue to thrive in love. In the name of Jesus. You know, mammon is very useless. I'm sorry to say, mammon, that's money, the God of money. Money is dangerous. Money, dangerous. I'm telling you, if you don't utilize money right, it can wreck you. Money has caused people to be enemies. Money has caused siblings to stop talking to themselves. I, have, I know people, siblings. Their children, their children's children still today, money. So I will not allow that to happen. What is money? Why can't I be because of money? No. No, let's get it right. God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So immediately after service, on the group, um, we'll send the Google links meet and uh, Google Meet link. Let's all move over to the other room. The people that are selling online, and God will help us in the name of Jesus. So let's just bow down our heads and begin to talk to God and say, Father, I thank you. Thank you for this love that Jesus gave to me, Lord. I know that as your child, I need to dispense love. I need to show love. Lord, we've spoken today about what love is. We've spoken today about the people we should love. We have spoken today about how to love. Lord, we pray that you will do a work in our heart. Just begin to say, Father, do a work in my heart. Help me to love. I cannot do it by my own. I know the life kind of love you are saying you want love, but I, mean, I don't know if I can meet up to the standard. But I know that you can help me. Give me the grace to love, Lord. Give me the grace to love. As you are speaking to God, I don't know if you are here today, and you are like, I've never given my life. I don't know this Jesus. Because if you don't have Christ, you cannot love. Christ is love. You need God to love. You need God in your life to begin to love. You need to also experience the love of God that is already available for you. So I want to give you the opportunity today, if you have never given your life to Christ before, or you gave your life to Christ before and you, you know you are not where you used to be, God is opening his hand to you. You know, we said those that keep a practice, a life of sinning, they are not children of God. That they, are not, they don't have a part in God. Have you deviated from the path of life and started, of light and started keeping a lifestyle of sinning? God is calling back to you today. He wants to restore you. So wherever you are, I want to just lift up your hands, just in acknowledgement, it's just between you and God. I just say, God, I thank you. Thank you for remembering me today. Begin to tell God, I've asked God to forgive your sins. Begin to ask that I will restore you. Perhaps you've never given your life to, get to Christ before and you're raising up your hand. Just say, Father, I thank you. Thank you for this privilege to be drawn to you. I commit my life to you today. I declare that Jesus is my Lord and personal Savior. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. Thank you for the new life you are giving unto me. Lord, I, make, I, I, I let go of the past life. I surrender my life to you today. Please accept me, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for your children. Your word says, whosoever comes unto you that he shall in no wise cast away. As they have come to you, Lord, I pray that you will lift their heads up. Help them, Lord. Draw them closer to you, Lord. In their journey with you, Lord, help them to experience your love and help them to be able to dispense the love to others. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And Father, for every other person here, Lord, I pray, and everyone joining us online, that the grace to show love give unto us. Lord, help us to help other people. Help us to love other people. Help us to love ourselves. Help us to love those around us. Help us to help love other believers. Help us to love our enemies. Lord, as you have con commanded us, Lord, we are yielding our hearts to do this, but we cannot do it by our power, Lord. We ask that you would help us. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, 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 amen.